This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Here it is, a great day for talk radio. Tomorrow is Good Friday, and of course, this is Holy Thursday, and we welcome Conrad Black a day in advance. So not being here tomorrow, Conrad has joined us this afternoon. Good afternoon, Conrad. Good afternoon, John. Conrad, I got to ask first and foremost, uh, we just had a discussion about education and, uh, you know, because Doug Ford is basically calling out teachers and uh, I guess they're spoiling for a fight. Uh, One teacher had uh, posited that perhaps he's trying to break the unions or maybe dismantling the Catholic board. You're the historian here. Help me out because he said, you know, in Quebec, I believe they did uh, decide, uh, I guess, that they were going another route and uh, what had been cobbled together in the Constitution under sections 92 and 93 Kind of got obviated, I guess. When was it? Ninety eight that they did that. You mean when they when they went from sectarian based uh, education to language based? Yeah, yeah. I, it, it was around there. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously the whole circumstances of the, the cultural affiliation and, and religious affiliation of education in Quebec has changed in one hundred and fifty years. Well, do you think in Ontario it's possible? Because I, you know, when I. Uh, surmise that this is all part of the constitutional arrangement in 1867, uh, that we'd have a Catholic board. I guess it was Bill Davis, though, uh, wasn't it? Help me out here, because uh, is it possible to dismantle the Catholic board in this province without it being a constitutional matter? I I have my doubts about that. Um, uh, it, it, it's a different situation in Quebec, where the agitation for uh, the agitation for the uh, a, a Catholic aspect to public education was on the part of the great majority, and effectively at that time, in 1867, uh, except for a relatively small number of Irish people or people of Irish origin, um, the religion was identified with the language group, and in, uh, and then so it you know it, it was a question tied up with the French Canadian concept of survival. Uh, in this province, that was the original intention. But in the famous tiny township case, uh, the the courts decided that it was not necessary to extend the separate system right up to matriculation because the matriculation standards had risen. I think by two years, two additional years of schooling were needed uh, from 1867, and that was what you're referring to with Bill Davis. He he completed. The, uh, the uh, he enabled the separate school system to uh, to, uh, to to go right up to what was in grade thirteen. All right. Uh, now, well, I mean, this this gets very intricate, but I, I mean, I, I don't know. I have absolutely no idea if that's what the government is aiming at. I wouldn't have thought they would be particularly. But what do I know? I, I mean, on the other hand, the idea of decertifying the teachers' unions. Um, I don't know if they're aiming at that, but I think it's a good idea. I think it's the only way we can get better education. I mean, we all have, all, practically all of the Western world has this problem of pouring more and more money into education and getting less and less well-educated people. And, and uh, I, I, I'm afraid I see no place to look except the teachers' union. How would you go about decertifying them? <laughs> you you just uh, inform them that you're not you don't accept them as collective bargaining agents anymore. Now you're you're going to. I mean, the time to do it is 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 not in April. The time if you're going to do it, you do it, and uh, you know, 
in the middle of June when school's ending, so you allow yourself until September to sort it out because you're you're going to have a real problem with the unions. Yeah, blood in the streets, probably. Uh, well, I I don't think that teachers get violent, but uh, you know, look, I, I I once had a very obscure job with the Premier of Quebec, Mr. Johnson, in 1967, Mr. Johnson Senior, Daniel Johnson, and. Um, and the teachers went on strike, the, the Montreal French-speaking teachers. So he signed an executive order sending them back to work and threatening, if they didn't go back to work, to decertify them, seize the property of the union and arrest the union leaders and detain them at his pleasure. And and when the press said, well, what happens if they defy you? We know what you're going to do, but how, well, what do you do about education? And he said... Uh, I'll put a uh, uh, the Minister of Education, Mr. Bertrand, who succeeded him as Premier, uh, and I will give the classes by closed circuit television. And I'll put a Quebec provincial policeman in each classroom to keep order, and we'll rebate the people nine hundred million dollars. And it was a brilliant answer. I mean, it was a kind of off the wall answer, but it was brilliant. It was kind of a just watch me moment. <laughs> Just about, yeah. Again, that's why you're the historian. Conrad Black is with us. Uh, on that matter, I mean, uh, what do you make of this Jason Kenney victory out there in Alberta? Now you've got, for all intents and purposes, uh, five conservative governments across the land. How does that augur for Justin Trudeau going forward to the fall election? Well, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think his prospects are as good as they have been, but that's more to do with the Lavland business. But I, it's been clear that he was not going to get a single MP in Alberta. But, you know, if you look at it historically, even in the greatest days of Mackenzie King and Mr. Salmonov, they only had a couple of MPs in Alberta. The thing the thing I found interesting from that standpoint was, you know, the uh, I may have the numbers slightly wrong, but I think they're almost right. The, Liber- the Conservative Party won 55% of the vote. The, the NDP were 30-some. The Alberta Party was just under 10%, and the Great Liberal Party got 0.8%. Mm. Uh, and I don't, I doubt that the Liberal Party anywhere in Canada has ever had as low a percent as that. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, they could hold a caucus in a phone booth, but you'd have millennials saying, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I have to say... That, I think the Albertans have been relatively patient. I mean, if Quebec had been treated the way Alberta's been treated, they would have seceded, and they would have won the referendums easily. I mean, it has been absolutely outrageous what's been done to them. The BC won't let them pipeline their oil west. and and uh, They just uh, delayed the Trans Mountain. That announcement came down earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the, uh, and, and, you know, we are a joke in the world importing oil in, in eastern Canada when we could get it from our own western provinces. Well, uh, this will redound, I'm sure, on Justin, certainly uh, west of the Manitoba border. It, Justin's going to have to clean it up, but the election were held now. He'd get dinged. <laughs> All right. Uh, there's no way we can uh, actually accelerate the processes there. Uh, Conrad, i got to let you run along. I'm tight on time here. I wish we had more of it, but we'll look forward to uh, you have a great long weekend uh, and uh, a good Friday and all the rest in Easter, and we'll talk next week. Happy Easter to you and all your listeners. John. Thank you for that. Conrad Black, author, commentator, and historian. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.